Hey guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sportscast. And we are presented by the Fanboys, Sideline Sports, and WSBN TV Channel 30. All right, guys, looks like I'm back. We are Sportscast, and I am on location here at Bluegrass Brad's. And I have John Hammonds with me tonight. What's up, Hammonds? How's it going, man? Pretty good. SEC Media Days, day three. And, uh, yes. We're here to talk about a little bit of SEC media. Yeah, it's it's about over with. Yep, today's day three. We got one more day after today. Um, today's teams that you know you got you got Alabama in there and, and uh, Florida, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. So you had some pretty good teams in there today. The yeah, you had a. Get a nice set today. Yeah. So today, today started out with Alabama at the podium. They were the they were the first to go. Yeah. Um, uh, so we'll start you out hear, with Alabama. We'll start out Saban, with. Did you hear what Saban said today? So I heard a whole lot of what Saban said today. Um, he said that he still feels like he's. What was you? What was? He said he still feels like he's thirty-nine <laughs> years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, he at, still does a lot of workout and a lot of stuff. Look what he's done, though. I mean, yeah. At that at that age, I mean, he's won national championships. He's went to the SEC championships. I mean, he he's racking up the trophies. Have you seen um, have you seen videos of him doing push-ups with yeah, the players and it, stuff like that? Yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. He's even got yeah, a few he, of him, he gets uh, down there still. He's even got a few of him dancing too in the recruits' living room. So he's he's got Yeah, he's yeah, got, I see I see one or two of those too. He's got a little bit of everything. Doing like the line dance. Yeah, he's got a little bit of everything <laughs> going on with Saban. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I seen one of those too one day. So you know, today at SEC Media Days, usually when Nick Saban's in the room, there's like this aura. Yeah, and you know he's he's the king. You know, yeah, he's, and he's today, the king, so 
Yeah, but today felt a little different in the room. Saban himself kind of kind of was a little bit more low-key, a little bit more laid back. Mm-hmm. He was talking about, um, you know, having the right expectations mm-hmm. for Alabama this year, um, which, you know, most of the time Alabama's boasting and saying, you know, we're going to – we're number one, we're going to win the title no matter what. Mm-hmm. It was a little different, um, yeah. But it feels a little different this time. Now, the players – that I have up on the screen, they were still boasting and talking about winning titles and everything else. Yeah. And players. And there was a comment today that kind of rubbed, it could have rubbed Kentucky fans the wrong way. They asked one of the players said he didn't know nothing about Kentucky except KFC. And yeah, you know, that, that can rub somebody the wrong way, you know? Yeah. That, that was Dallas Turner. If anybody was paying attention, he, He said, I don't know much about Kentucky except KFC. And it kind of – if you're a player, that, that would kind of boost you up. To It rubs you in the wrong kind of way, you know. Kentucky, Kentucky gets Alabama at their house this year. So, yeah. when it comes time to play, that's the reason why that question was popped up. Yeah, they play. It's because they play. They play at the end of the year, I believe, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably November. I haven't seen the exact date, but they do play towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and it's the first time Alabama has been to Lexington in like 12 or 13 years. Yeah, it's been a while since they've been to um, Kroger Field. Yeah. So the players um, – was still kind of boasting Latham, the offensive lineman, uh, Latham, you know, he was talking about, Hey, we're, we're here to mm-hmm. win a title and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, well, it, it feels and, different. And, and I tell you why it feels different is because now it's not really Alabama. Now you, you, you got Georgia in there too now. And it yeah. feels like, you know, Georgia's took over the sec and that reign of, getting the recruits, getting the players, winning the championships. And it just feels like it's different now that Kirby Smart has got Georgia on the on the high road now. Some of the and talking it, heads, I turned it on SEC Network afterwards, and some of the talking heads are saying Alabama might be number three in the SEC. That's what they're saying. And, and the biggest thing with Alabama this year, I think, is going to be the quarterback position. I think their defense is going to be really good. Um, but at the end of the day, Milrow, I think that's his name. Was it Milrow, the quarterback? Um, Milrow was the one that come in last year. How yeah. does he respond with Bryce Young gone is, is my is my big take on it. How is he going uh, on? So, you know, talking about the QB situation, Saban was asked today, and it's still unsettled mm-hmm. as far as – what he's telling, you know. Yeah, Saban ain't, Saban ain't going to give you much information. He, that's, Saban's always been as, like that. As he's, far as what he's saying, it's a, it's still a three-horse race. Yeah, he's going to – You got, you got the transfer from Notre Dame. Yeah, you got the transfer from Notre Dame. You got Milrow, the one you're talking about, and you got Ty Simpson. Ty Simpson's um, the one that could be the wild card. Um, they're, they're, well, so afterwards on SEC Network – Greg, Greg McElroy 
said he thinks that Ty Simpson is going to ultimately win the job. He, he mentioned that the other day, and, and he's the wild card. You know, the biggest question mark is, you know, at, like I said, at quarterback, because they're going to have the receivers. They're going to have the, the running backs, I think. Um, their defense is going to be special again. Their defense actually wasn't Alabama, up to Alabama standards last year, but they brought a lot of guys back. Um, they did will lose Will Anderson, which was a major piece to their defense. But at the same time, Alabama is sort of like, you know, Georgia. They just reload the talent and they just throw guys in there. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. You know, um, two of the three guys that was there at SEC Media Days today are defensive player. You have Dallas Turner, who is preseason first team all SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an edge edge guy that's uh, kind of going to mm-hmm. be filling that role. And then you got Kool Aid McKinstry, <laughs> and you know what, what a name, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, Kool-Aid. I mean, when you got Kool-Aid, I mean, you know, you're, come you're, on you're, now. You're killing it right now, right? <laughs> I mean, and and he's and he's a DB for them and is is a star player as well. So I think Alabama on the defensive side of the ball is gonna be great. Yeah, they're gonna be good. Yeah. Um and and on offense, I think there's still a few question marks. They are. You know, and that's not normal. No, not at Alabama, Alabama, you know. And it all started last year, you know. They they didn't have the year they expected. They lost to Al- or they lost to Tennessee on the road. They lost it on the road to LSU. Um, there was just a lot of miscombobulation games last year. They just didn't they just didn't sync together. They didn't play as they didn't play with the talent that they normally live up to. It was just an odd year to be an Alabama um, fan. Yeah, I mean, that's not normal for Alabama mm. to, uh, you know, to begin a season. So, it's, you know, you go back to, you go back to like, you know, you had Jalen Hurts, then you had Tua, then you had, you know, then you had won a Heisman mm. Trophy and, you know, and now they're all gone. Now you're setting and you're kind of questioning, you know, um, yeah. where the quarterback. A normal thing for the last like six, seven no, years. It's not at no. Alabama. So, you know, mm-hmm. so you you kind of look at at their schedule, a schedule, and and you know, of course, they play regulars out of the west they mm-hmm. they they play 10 play texas this year again mm-hmm. which will be a big game in the second week against texas that's going to be a telltale game in the second it will be week of the game or second week of the season it'll be it'll, um, it'll give them an idea you know, what and have to play texas it'll give them an idea where they're at yeah. early in the year you know the, um, you know last year Brock won out on them. Yep. That game was all over the place. If we're being honest, from an officiating standpoint. Uh, 
was. So. And, and, the, and Alabama kind of got lucky, but Bryce Young did make some plays late in the game, you know, to yeah, he he made win. some he made some very good good plays with his feet. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So, you know, like I said, Texas game. Mississippi schools, and by week five, I think we'll have a pretty good feel of where Alabama is going to be for the season. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll pretty much know where they're at. Yeah, by then. Yeah, you know, by week five, of course, you know, late team that we were talking about. It's November the eleventh, yeah. last game of the of the year. Um, Alabama in my preseason top. I, do I actually and, have them pick think, fourth. In my, I think they'll be in the. I think they'll be back in the college football playoff this year. Um, you know, I think last year was an anomaly. It it wasn't normal from Alabama standards, and I think Saban will will reiterate that with his yeah. team. And I think they'll get back to the college football playoff and they'll be back to the Alabama standard of, of playing for a title again. Which at Alabama, you're going to play I'm for a title ready. pretty much. Every I year. haven't looked at everything. I'm ready to say they're going to make the college football playoff, but I do have them preseason number four. Um, I have Ellis for five. So, you know, they're right yeah, there that's together. Another team that's- um, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's a that's another team that we discussed the other night, LSU, that could be a real wild card in that de- yeah. department. Yeah. yeah, I think they're, you know, they have a real shot at the SEC West with Alabama, so the two teams, I think. They do. Yeah. We'll move on and go to the next team that came to the podium today. And the next team that came to the podium today was Arkansas and Sam Pittman. And how do you not have some fun with Sam yeah, Pittman, he's, honestly? Sam, Pitt, Sam mean, Pittman's a guy, man. Is, is there a more likable – is there a more likable head coach – in the SEC than Sam Pittman? Probably not. Maybe Coach Leach um, was a likable guy last year. Sad to hear about his passing. Um, but next to Coach yeah. Leach, it had to be Sam, it had to be Sam Pittman because Pittman Pittman cares, and that's the one thing you watch during games. He he supports his players. He goes out into the community and does all these things for these kids. Um, Arkansas didn't have the expected end that they wanted to last year. Um, I think a lot of that had to do – I think K.J. Jefferson got hurt towards the end of the year. Um, just a lot of things went wrong for Arkansas last year. And, you know, at the end of the day, you regroup, you figure things out, and you see where you're at. 
Well, Arkansas started out the season pretty strong, and they dealt with some injuries. And, you know, and they, they didn't quite have this they wanted to have last year. No, they so, didn't. They started out really great, and then it just kind of they – got, they got a few injuries here and there, and they just never could regroup, you know. But they got – they've got some pieces on offense, you know. I mean – on KJ Jefferson, they brought it. They brought in a lot of good receivers. They have Rock Enders, the, yeah. one of the best running backs in the in the SEC. You know, and so I tell you, they they, they have they absolutely a great drilled. offense. It's really going to come down to defense. And they absolutely drilled the transfer portal. Them in Kentucky was probably the two best, in my opinion, that truly went out and got into the transfer portal and and knocked it out. They did, absolutely. They brought in several wide receivers and, and top notch and 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 a bunch of other players as well. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think this is gonna tell the story for, for this Arkansas team. Yeah, their defense their defense you know, are is gonna have to get better. They're going to be in that third, second, third, fourth spot in the SEC. They're going to have to play some defense uh, to do that. They're going to have to. Their defense, if we're being frank, last year was atrocious. Um, their defense is just going to have to get better. It, it, it's just going to have to, you know. Um, Barry Odom didn't have the season. Outside of the, li- outside of the line position last year, the secondary was really it was really uh, it was to be desired. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, outside of the linebacker position last year, their defense was terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, pr- it's I mean, pretty they tough. Gave up yeah. all, all kinds of stuff. They did. So I think that's what's going to tell the story this year. And I think a lot of that transpired right after what was it, the Texas A&M game um, when they met, when they missed the field goal. Um, after that, it just seemed like it went downhill quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of feel you on that, you know. But kind of getting back to Sam Pittman, I mean, every time he's around and says something, he brings up beer. And, I mean, he's just an all-around likable guy. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he's honestly, like that uncle you meet. He's like that uncle you meet at the he's barbecue. He's kind of dude. don't really know him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the kind of dude you can crack open and, like, just sit, you know. Yeah. Just sit and talk. Pretty, he's pretty great at that. And he, and he would be fine. Yeah. Now, how many normal dudes like us could just walk up to SEC head coach and open up a beer and say, hey, man, what's up? But you could probably do yeah, that. Exactly. There's quite a bit that, that wouldn't do that, you know. <laughs> you know, you could probably do that with Sam Pittman. You could. 
All right, so have you taken Arkansas's schedule? I couldn't hear you. What would you say? Said, have you taken a look at Arkansas's schedule? I haven't. I haven't looked at it. I haven't looked at much football whatsoever yet. I've been still in Major League Baseball mode. <laughs> I'm I'm not completely right. changed over to football well, so, yet, but I will be. Here so their soon. first two games are, you know, our first, their first two games they should be winning. They do buy you in the third game. Um, and then they SEC play at LSU and Texas A&M at Arkansas. So that's two pretty tough to open SEC play with. And it don't get a whole year, you know, in the West. You have a pretty tough schedule. Where do you, where do you see Arkansas kind of fitting in the SEC West this year? Um, they play Western Carolina, play BYU. That, those two are at Arkansas. Then they go to LSU. Um, I think LSU's due one for them for from last year's loss. Um, the A&M games, another game that Arkansas will want to get back. Um, they go to Ole Miss. Um, then they go to Alabama, which that, that's a pretty tough stretch. Um, and then I think – I'm not real sure the schedule after that. It's uh, Mississippi State at home. Then they go to Florida, Auburn, Florida International, and then Missouri. So they avoid Tennessee this year. So how many wins do you see on that schedule? You see seven or eight? Well, so the first two are definite wins. They really should beat BYU, I would think. Mm -hmm. But you never know. You just don't ever so know that's about three. A non-conference game's hard to yeah, really. You know, you know, tell. that's three. If they win the four non-conference games, then you know, then you got, you know, of course you gotta beat you got LSU, Texas AM, Mississippi, Mississippi State, mm -hmm. Alabama. They do play Florida. Which I think they can beat. They can beat Florida. Yeah, Florida. Florida, in my opinion, is going to have another down um, season. They play. They, they play Auburn, which shouldn't. They play Missouri mm -hmm. at home, be a win. You know, so yeah. I can I can see seven or eight wins on the schedule for Arkansas this year somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked looked it over, you know, and and made my final picks yet or nothing. I probably won't get into somewhere football in that range. I probably won't get into football till probably August first. That's usually when I start figuring out football and wondering what's going to happen. Because yeah. from there, you only got about 15, 16 game, sixteen days left, and I start figuring out the the lineups right. and the schedules and whatnot. Cause it's still pretty early though. Like it's still, it's still what middle of July. 
almost the end of July, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I haven't looked at everything, but when you go through that and kind of just eyeball it for the first time, I would say somewhere in the seven or eight win range would be a good season for Arkansas and in that third or fourth position maybe in the SEC West. Yeah, it would it would be a really good season for I them. think that would be a pretty good season for them. All right. So, and we're going to go on to Florida. Who is I'll just next. say this. I'll okay. say this. This next team, this next team is very interesting. And I tell you why, because I don't, I'm going to give you a hot take this early. And I know I might get slammed by a bunch of Gator fans, and that's okay because I can handle it. But this Gator team might not be as good as it was last year. Uh, you might be right. You might be right. Honestly, I, I don't expect this Gator team to be very good. And if you look at their schedule, where's their six wins at? I'm, I know. I'm, I mean, I'm being, I'm, being, I'm being, I'm being honest, and I'm a big fan of Billy Napier. I like Billy Napier, but where is the six wins going to come from? Because you look at this schedule, okay? They play at Utah, which they open up the season at Utah on on a Thursday night on ESPN. Then they play McNeese State, which they should win that one, right? Then they play Tennessee at home, which it's at the Swamp, so that's that's a major factor. So Then they play Charlotte, and then they go to Kentucky. Then they play Vanderbilt. And then it starts getting a little uh, hairy. Play at South Carolina, Georgia, Arkansas, and at LSU. And then in between that, they play Florida State, which will be most – much improved. I mean, I mean, Florida State's a top ten team in the country for most people this year. And Florida goes season. on the road, and then Florida goes on the road to Missouri for a place they don't really play well. Well, they haven't in the past. They've had and, some games where they and they struggled with. They struggled with Vandy last year. Kentucky's they beat did. them two years in a row. I mean, this Florida team, you know, I'm. <laughs> I mean, being honest, I mean, there's a chance they could win six games and go to a bow. You know, I think, to be honest with you, man, and I'll, I'll go ahead and put this up. You talk about kind of a so I'll go ahead and put this up on the screen too. Um my thing is this with, with this Florida team. Does Billy Napier still kind of seem out of place to you with the Florida Gators? Because I was on some of it today, and he just – there's just a feel where, to me, he still seems kind of out of place. Yeah, because 
he's coming from the Sun Belt Conference to the SEC. It's a completely different animal. And the recruiting, let's be honest, and that's one positive thing the Florida Gators can, can mount their eyes on is the recruiting has been really good recently. But you got to take that recruiting and build it on the, the field. The recruiting floor is really good. It's really good, yes. That's what that's what I was getting at. And it's just going to take time. Yeah. And Florida, and Florida is sort of like Alabama fans, Georgia fans. You know, they lived through the Spurrier days. And everything was like an automatic fix. It has to be right now. And it just – Florida is not the Florida of old. And that's what they're expecting. They're expecting it just to happen right now. And it's just not going to work that way. I mean, okay, let me give you this. Let me give you this little hot take. Well, it's not a hot take. It's not. When was the last time you heard of a Kentucky team beating Florida? What? Five out of the last four of the last five years? Three, maybe? Uh, Three three, three out of five. uh, Two in a row. That just just doesn't happen at Florida. it just does not. No. Florida it absolutely if has it. If you're a Florida fan for the last, if you're a Florida fan though, you don't lose to Kentucky. Losing to Kentucky is like losing to Vanderbilt. You just don't. You just don't let it happen. But you know, and even in the other games, Listen, the Georgia this games, Florida team. This Florida team, though, John, they're going to have their time, Bucky and Vanderbilt and Missouri. Those are not going to be cakewalk games. Knowing that they go on the road to Kentucky, if I, if, I, if, I, if I remember correctly. They play on the road again this year. So They do. The biggest question to me for Florida – is the quarterback play. Graham Mertz, I just – I'm not saying he's a horrible quarterback. I'm not saying he he's, he's just not – how do I say this? Flashy. He does he's, have the, you know – He's just not a flashy guy. He's he doesn't just, have the moxie. You know, he, he's got a lot of mock and he plays hard, you know, but – How's he going to compete against the teams like Georgia, Tennessee, you know, even Kentucky now is getting better. Um, you know, the Missouris. Oh, shoot, even Vanderbilt's going to be better this year. Not saying they'll get a bowl game, but they're going to be a lot much improved. But, yeah, that's a question mark for me. That offense is a question mark. So, so defense, I got the question up on doesn't. the screen. Does, does Billy Napier – does Napier need res- – Winning results in twenty three in a second season. Can, can Florida? I think he has to be. fans be with another six and six or losing season. No, because what's going to happen is, is if they start losing like that again, they're going to be calm for his head. And you know how Florida fans are. They're and I got a bunch of Florida buddies, but they're that's a passionate fan base. And that that's a football that's a football state, and you just do not lose 
in the swamp. That's, you just don't because they're used to winning. And when you're not used to winning, fans can be fickle. A lot of Kentucky basketball. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kentucky basketball is the same way. If you're not winning, you're, you're, you're roadkill on the side of the road, man. That's, that's how I feel about it. And right now, there's not a lot of, you know, I just don't see a lot of improvement for this Florida team. I just don't. And does that mean to say they yeah. won't get to a bowl game? I just, no, I just wanted to bring up there. And, and ask you, you know, yeah, I mean, I just wanted Here, to ask what the, your thoughts is, were, you know, does, does he survive a second down year? Here's the, here's the issue with me. They've not been competitive with Georgia in quite some time. The talent has been overwhelming. You know, you look at last year, Florida got annihilated out there in Jacksonville. They just could not, you know, they, they're not even on that level anymore. And Florida used to be on that level. Florida was on that level every single year, year in and year out. And you could just look at it from a, from a football fan perspective and see that they're just not on that level anymore. And until they get to right. that level and that recruiting level, I think it's going to be the same, same. And that's their rival. You know, that's like Taylor said last night. Florida and Georgia is – that's a big game for Florida fans because they used to win that game. And now that their talent is not up there par with Georgia – it's a big deal to their fans that they, they get back to winning that game because that's a big game for their year. Yeah, Napier brought up again today um, that they might they might have to go away from Jacksonville. Um, and that's kind of a big deal, too, for the Florida-Georgia game. It is. It's a real big deal. Yeah. I think Napier's wanting to get it away from Jacksonville and start doing home and home. He brought it up last yeah, year too. He's wanting to, he's wanting to get away from the 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 neutral stuff where where everybody gets to attend. And I get that home field advantage. I, I get that. I get that. You know. I think because they used to play that way yeah. back when they had Werfel and all of them. I think they played there. They put and then they moved it to Jacksonville. I think what was it ninety seven maybe. Yeah, just a few times they played, yeah. So. Yeah, but it was there before that, and they just played it away from Jacksonville a few times, two or three times maybe. It wasn't very many. They did. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but anyway, um, I, I look for Florida – to be in the bottom two or three teams in the SEC East, I really do. Yeah, I do too. I, I do too. Um, and they were last them, year. Them and Missouri is my two. Um, I think South Carolina will be much improved. Um, I just think them and Missouri will be the the odd two out. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think Kentucky, Tennessee, and 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 South Carolina are all better teams. I do. I agree. Yeah. Now, I will say this. I had some people picking 
um, top 25s. And some of these people are putting Florida in their top 25. Like I have seen Florida as high as like 17 or something in their top 25. And I just don't see it, man. I just, I, I, I've been uh, too close I to it. I don't either, but. And I, I don't maybe, see how. Maybe we're. Maybe we're missing something. I mean, I don't know. I, I just – I don't see it with the way the ro roster was constructed coming into this year. Yeah. Um, especially – I mean, they got some they got some nice pieces, transfer portal. They got the quarterback, but there's, there's just a lot to be desired there. So, we'll just have to see. Yeah, I agree with you. The biggest difference in Florida, in my opinion, is this. They still have quite a bit of talent in their first string. They just don't have – they have a big drop-off in their second and third yeah. strings compared to what compared to what they used to years ago. Yeah, the, the, the depth's not there. When they yeah. were dominant every year. Yeah. yeah. When they were dominant every year – you know, they could just plug and play, and it didn't make any difference. I don't think Florida has that right now. I don't think they do either. Yeah. You know, that that's one of my biggest things with them. So, all right, we will move on to our team. You and I are both Kentucky fans. So, um, is this the last? Mark is this the last? Took the podium. Is this, is this the last team of the night? Yeah, I, it's the last team of the night. I've got a couple okay. of teams going to bring up afterwards, but we're getting close. Um, okay. So uh, Mark Stuth, the podium today was the last last team, and and uh, he brought with him Ox, JJ Weaver, and Oxidine, defensive linemen, and they were all there today and doing the press. And I no did fingers. catch all no of fingers. Mark Stoops. Yeah, no finger. No I did fingers catch all Weaver. of Mark Stoops. Uh, <laughs> six fingers. I joke about maybe, that, maybe. but six fingers. He, but you know what? That he he takes that in pride. You know what I mean? He he takes that and he he, he thinks it's a a yeah, big deal to him. It's it's a big deal to him. He had just recently lost his dad, if I'm not mistaken. Um, JJ Weaver went to a lot at UK. And I think JJ Weaver's due for a breakout season. He's he's due for one. Um, he, he he's talented. He's, he's just been talented. hurt off and he's on very too. Talented. He's very talented. Yeah. And you know, I look at the schedule. Okay. Um, I I was going to look at the schedule real quick. I look at the schedule, man, and I'm going to be honest with you. There's this could be a ten win year. Maybe not. Okay. I said that last year. It didn't happen. Well, okay. Let me let me just go <laughs> at it here. They play Ball State to start the year out, which that's most likely. I think we can definitely be five and zero headed into Georgia. They should be five and zero headed to Georgia. Then they play Missouri at yeah, home. I think we can. And then they play Tennessee, yeah. and then they play at Mississippi State. Then Alabama comes to town. Then they play at South Carolina and at Louisville, in which South Carolina is going to be much improved. So that's not a cakewalk in 
williams Bryce Stadium. That's just not. Never is. Louisville's going to be improved and has the and, – and Brom has all season long to get his guys going. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So Louisville won't be an absolute cakewalk no. at the end of the season. But if you're looking at that – I do sch- think – But if you're looking at that schedule – I do think that we win that game. Mm-hmm. But if you look at that schedule – Starting out, you should be five and zero going to Georgia. No doubt, I agree. But then it gets tough after that. It does. And guess what? Missouri. They have a, they have another bye week, and guess who they play after the bye week? Tennessee. The Tennessee every year. Volunteers. Every yeah, seems like year. Every year. It seems like it's. And I'm going to tell you this. And people, t- and people get on me about it, and that's fine. But until we start beating Tennessee consistently, we're nowhere near them. I mean, it's facts are facts. Until you beat Tennessee on a t- consistent basis, Tennessee, we, we have no reason to sit back and talk trash to Tennessee fans. No, not really. I mean, not, we not to talk trash on them. No, just to aggravate them and stuff. But this year, if you're well, going to be, it's it's always fun to pick on them about their record versus Florida and Alabama and you know yeah. all that kind of stuff. But, but I'll say but this: the about, truth is, is I'll as say a Kentucky fan, game, you can't say too damn much about this game. If they're going to get Tennessee, this is the year to do it. Yeah, I agree with you. It's the year to do it because you're at home. You know, they don't have they don't have Hendon Hooker anymore, which Joe Milton will be a lot better than people think. Um, they don't have I don't think they had the receivers they once had, but they got some guys coming they don't up. They don't have the receivers. That's gonna be a big thing. But they do have that their defense is gonna be much improved. And you got them at home, you should you should at least compete in that game. Um, but you need to beat Missouri. We get Tennessee at home and Alabama at home well, late in the year. So, I mean, that's two the key factor, really big games. The key factor between that, though, is Kentucky has um, Georgia, and then they play Missouri, and then the bye week. They can't lose that game against yeah. Missouri going into the bye yeah. week. Because if you look at the if, past. If we could be 6-1, and one, if we it could be six and one going into the bye week. Well, you look at it. Then, was then, it the then Texas we have a shot at kind of maybe a special season. It was Texas A&M a couple years ago, I think. We went into the bye week and we just collapsed. And then we went into the Ole Miss bye week last year after that and collapsed. It seems like after every bye week, we collapse. I don't know what we do on the yeah. bye week. If we play cards or chess or whatever, but we just do not look like a team when we come back to play football. It seems like that every year. This is I don't know. If it's, yeah, it's you know so. But so today on the podium, you know, Liam Cohen was a popular question. A lot of people was asking questions about Liam Cohen, um, mm-hmm. about Larry at quarterback, um, and then. Stoops himself 
brought up Brad White several times and was kind of giving Brad White the props that he deserves um, for being one of the best DCs in the SEC. Well, and I tell you, Brad White, everybody got on him a little last year, um, especially during Tennessee game. But you got to remember, we had a lot of guys injured last year at times. We had a lot of guys out. We didn't have, you know, they was guys playing out of position at times. You know, they was – it was just a rough year. We still year finished like. top 15 in the country. We did. we did. In defense. You know, a lot of that had to do with the Walker kid up front from Michigan. He was a big force yeah. in the middle. I'm going to tell yeah. you something right now. He's going to be a top he, 10 pick and, in 15. And, and he was picked as a preseason all preseason all American SEC all American. Mm-hmm. Which they ended up losing first team. I think Justin Rogers. He went to Auburn, but Justin Rogers he did. didn't. He was a, he was a good player, great great guy. I think it was just there, there were some issues there with his placement where he needed to be. And I think he, I think he made the right choice going to Auburn, give, give him opportunity, because well, he Kentucky wasn't just had play too in much. Front of Walker. No, I mean he wasn't going to get Walker's minutes, and it was just better yeah. for both sides. So, yeah. But this He's Leary oxidine, uh-huh. yeah, this Leary deal. Um, I've told people all summer if the offensive line can be improved, which I think they will be. You know, they added some guys in the portal. If if they let Leary stand back there in the pocket with what Kentucky's got at receiver, this could be a dangerous offense. Very dangerous. And nobody's nobody's talking about – everybody wants to talk about the receiver brought up today. But I'm going to tell you all right now a name to watch in the, in the passing game. McLean, the running back, out of the backfield with Leary and Cohen, I think they're going to want to hit. He's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. And I think well, we're going Davis, to see him. Well, and they got the Davis kid to from Marnville. And they got Davis, too. He's going to be a good – Good threat out of the backfield for oh, Vanderbilt. As far as a runner, but I think they're going to use McLean as a outlet passer, and he's going to be well, in the passing situation. And you got to remember, they also got that kid uh, from NC State that played with Devin Leary. They did, and, and, and he was a pretty gonna, good back as well. Yeah, Leary to me, Leary to me, if he's healthy and he's throwing the ball the way he should be. He's a Heisman dark horse. Because you remember the year, was it a couple years back? He has the talent, but Kentucky's going to have to be 10, 11 wins for him to be a Heisman contender. But what I'm saying, he he had that potential the year that he had all those yards for NC State that one season. He was throwing he it all Two over years the ago. He had he 35 was, touchdowns and only five interceptions. 3,500 yards almost. That, tell, that tells you something right there. And you add him. He had 35 touchdowns and only five interceptions. And you add 3, him. 34 something. And you add him with Cohen to that offense and the way they the way they try to 
run it thing. Be, it could be real special. It could be. I it mean, could. it really could could be real special this year. It really. And could. they get Barry and um, Brown back. Cohen was a hot. Barry and Brown. You get Dane Key, Barry and Brown. You got Tavion Robinson back. You got you got uh, um, um, Durkel or whatever his name is that's from Lexington there that, you know, oh, uh, that, that, that'd be a nice one coming out. In the past, I'm not sure. You've got three tight ends that mm-hmm. I think will, they can catch the ball um, and they'll be used. I'm not sure about Crowdus now. I, I don't know what the deal is on him yet. So, um, where he got got in trouble this past summer. So I don't That's know. That's the one I was talking. He was part. He was part of that that group as well. So I don't really know where they're going to use him at. So. I mean, one of the things today that Mark Stoops was talking about was. Um, Taking taking responsibility, he took responsibility for the um, line play last year, and he talked about getting back to our, you know, our physical play up front, protecting the quarterback and, and stuff like that. So, and they brought in some guys to do that. I mean, they did, and you know, that's what I said in- earlier. They, them in Arkansas, literally, they pounced on the transfer portal. They they both did a good job on the portal. Yeah, I think Kentucky and Arkansas probably did the best job in the SEC in the transfer portal. Maybe Lane Kiffin, because he, he got a couple of quarterbacks to come. Yeah, um, and, Ole, and Miss, a few Ole Miss did pretty good. Lane, Lane Kiffin did pretty good in it as well. That would be my three mm-hmm. that I would say did the best in the SEC in the, SEC in the transfer portal. Um, that, that would be my three. Um, Texas A&M lost a, a, a crap ton in the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, but and a lot, and some of those you know, guys – If Kentucky – Some of those guys was five-star recruits that Texas A&M lost. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like that A&M time. lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, if Kentucky can get back to – controlling the offensive line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. then with Leary and Cohen and Barry and Brown and Key and, you know, Ray Davis and a couple of these tight ends, I think this could be a special, special offense. And Brad White yeah, is going to have a good defense. You can yeah, write it always, down. He always does. There's listen to me. I'll tell you all right now, if you're paying attention to listen, there's been there there has only been three teams that have been in the top five of the SEC on defense for the last five years. I'll give you all a huge guess of who these three teams are. Georgia. Alabama and Kentucky. Every year, they've been in the top five in SEC in defense for the last five years. That's saying last year, 
Last year they finished number two yeah. in the SEC in defense. Number two. So the let's get team. on let's get on to the schedule real quick. Um where do you see the wins coming? All right. Well, I mean, so I think there is a good opportunity for Kentucky to be five and zero heading into the Georgia game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we open we open with Ball State and a couple of small, you know. So um, I think there's you, you know basically. you know why he do, you know why he does that, don't you? Yeah, because I mean, the he's SC, tried, he's, the, SC, the SEC schedule is brutal. Yeah, and he's trying to build some, you know, some momentum. Is, is what he's trying to do. So, 3-0 and is an absolute must, okay, to start out with. And then we then we go to Vandy. Yeah. And we owe them an ass-whooping, yeah. if you want to know the truth. <laughs> yeah, we do. Actually, I'm, is. I'm not even, even going to hide about it. From <laughs> yeah, last year, we owe them an ass-whooping. So, I'm expecting for us to go to Vandy – and to play some damn football. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. All right. And Ray then Davis. Then we get Florida at home. Well, and we get Ray Davis going yeah. back to Vanderbilt. He needs to have a knife yeah. in life. He does. And and I'm telling you, we owe them an ass whooping. I'm just being honest. And <laughs> then we play All right. Florida. Then, then you get Florida back at home. After us winning the last two at home and away, the last two, and Florida should be kind of still down. I think it's a game we should win, and that puts it puts us at five and zero oh, mm-hmm. to going to Athens to play Georgia, play the mighty Bulldogs. <laughs> now, <laughs> do I expect that game to be a loss? I probably do. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and act like that we should beat Georgia. All right. Georgia's the number one team in the country. Everybody expects them to be back in the college football playoff and possibly win a third consecutive title this year. Okay. So I'm not that crazy and I'm not that big of a fan that I'm going to be like, yeah, we're going to go there and win. Yeah. You know, but so, you know, that puts us at five and one. And then we turn around and play Missouri. John, is that game? At home, it's or at is home. it at Missouri? It's at it's home. A, it's it? a home game, yeah. That's what I thought. So that's another win that we should we should we should not lose at home. In Missouri, Missouri, if I remember correctly, they never play good in Lexington. Never do. They don't, and it's a game we usually win mm-hmm. pretty decently in Lexington. So we should be six and zero, oh, and then we head into our bye week. You mean six and one, the Georgia game? I mean six and one. Yes, yeah, six and six then, and one, and then, then we head into the bye week. Then comes the dreaded bye week. Yeah, and then back after the bye week and get Tennessee in at Kroger Field. <laughs> Does it get any easier than that? That's going to be a big game. This is a stretch. This is a stretch here. We play Tennessee home, Mississippi State way where we have not won in like 10 or 12 years. 
on on the road. It's just not a place Kentucky plays good. Mississippi State is not. And then we get Alabama at home and then South Carolina on the road. That's the next four games. Yep. That's a stretch that just how good of a season Kentucky's going to have. Don't you think? Yeah. I think so. I mean, that's a stretch of games. Well, you know, can Kentucky say, go to this in that four-game stretch? And I'll say this, you know, with with the added idea that next year's what, 2024, Texas and Oklahoma join, and we go to Texas next year, which should be interesting. Yeah. Because I don't think we've ever oh, yeah. played it's Texas. Gonna be, well. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it's it's going to be neat to go to a place but you've never you you've never. Really you're talking about that stretch of schedule. Can we go two and two out of those four games? We can, I think. Mississippi State's Mississippi and Tennessee and Alabama at all. It just depends if. Something happens in Mississippi State where somebody falls over a, a, a ice cooler or does something wacky. Because every time we play there, something wacky happens. It's like there's nothing. Yeah. We end up losing a game that we should be winning, you know. And right. I don't know. And usually That's Kentucky a tough thing loses to one or two games. If if you if you want to know the God's honest truth, even as a diehard Kentucky fan, we usually lose one or two games every year that we really should not lose. Yeah. Vander Vanderbilt last year. I.e. I. Vandy in South Carolina South last year at home. Yeah, I was at the, I was at the South yeah. Carolina game, and that was the most embarrassing game I have ever witnessed in my life. So. Well, yeah, that's the game. Have a set out, right? Hurt. Yeah, he said he set out that he was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. We're almost to sixty um, minutes, my man. Yeah. So those four games, you finish the season against Louisville, and that's on the road. That's at. Mm-hmm. That's at Louisville this time. Yeah. And that'll be there all season long, you know, uh, and, and he's he's going to get Louisville turned around. He um, is. I don't – and looking at their schedule, I looked at Louisville's schedule. They, they have a pretty cakewalk schedule. They play they – do. they don't play Clemson and they don't play Florida State this time. So they don't, you know. If I think Louisville, I think Louisville has a chance of being eight and four this year. I really do. Looking at their schedule, their their toughest game is Notre Dame. They, they do play <laughs> this, Notre they Dame. Play Georgia, but they do not they play, play Georgia Clemson. Tech. They play Georgia Tech, Murray State, Indiana, Boston College, NC State, home against Notre Dame at Pitt, Duke. Yeah. I mean, 
there's a chance they could win eight games in there. Maybe I'm telling nine. you, they could easily be eight and four this year. I know. Their schedule's cake. Yeah. I'm not even playing. So expect to see Louisville with a pretty good record in that game is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and, and be at home for Louisville, and it's a game we absolutely should win and finish off a eight or nine win season. Yeah. John said that he we could get, get to ten, but that means we got to beat Georgia, Alabama, or Tennessee and not lose any other. Yeah, that's right. If we get to ten wins. Something's got – the dam's got to break. We got to beat one. We got to beat one of Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama to get to 10 wins and not lose any of these other games that we should win. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think a year this year for Kentucky would be eight or nine wins. That's my opinion. I, do. Mm-hmm. I think eight or nine regular season would definitely be a success this year um, with the schedule. And it's not going to get any easier. We were just talking about Texas and Oklahoma coming. We go to Texas next year in 2024. I'm sure in 2025 we will play probably against Oklahoma in the Stoops Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's gonna I gotta, Stoops, can I, can that's going to be the Stoops Bowl. Can I say – can I say something real quick before we log off? Yeah. I just wanted to say to, to thanks to Brad um, for letting me back home. Um, you know, I had a really tough time recently um, losing my grandparents. And I appreciate you all for letting me come back and, and do this because this is all I care about. This is all I care about working and, and and doing this with Brad because we want to make this something. Like we want to make this a, a big thing. And like sometimes you gotta put personal things over to the side to to reach the plans that you want to make. So I just want to say thanks to everybody that supports me and, and does that and to the fanboys. The fanboys does a really great job. Um you know he's he's knocking it out of the park. Um, I keep forgetting his name to save my life. Who's the fanboys guy? Jay. Uh, Jay. I don't know why I keep forgetting Jay. his name, but Jay's doing Jay's doing a really good job with with the fanboys. He's he's he started out with nothing and he's built it up to everything, and and that's that's a big thing um, that he's growing there. So. Absolutely, man. It's good to have you back. I'm glad you're back with us. Uh, um, and, you know, we may do some rotating with some with some of our normal uh, this year and, and not have mm-hmm. quite so many people on and kind of keep it, mm-hmm. um, you know, a little bit more, more personable. Well, and we're going um, to have that girl. Some rotating around. Well, we're going to have that girl. Yeah, so the girl's Jim, Jim, be coming on Yes, she's going to be on our debate show. Our debate show is now called the Big Fuss Show. 
we've got a new name for that show. So look for that. Um, That's kind of going to be our hot topic and debate show. And we're going to add a female to the mix. So we are going to have a little contrast with the male female stuff. And we're going to have some fun this year. It's good to have John back with us. One last thing. Was there any surprises today at the podium? Was and my thing is this was a surprise that carrot cake was Nick Saban's favorite cake. Was that a surprise? Not really. Because <laughs> he Saban started talking doing that. He started doing an analogy about his quarterback play and how you have to wait for the cake to get done. His, his grandma yeah. would always tell him when he was growing up, have to wait for the cake to get so after all that the next question was speaking of that what's your favorite cake and nick said oh that's easy carrot cake yeah <laughs> there wasn't really uh there wasn't really nothing that stood out to me really i just i was kind of yeah. surprised that I was just kind of surprised Stoops brought up Brad White. Usually, usually, uh, you know, usually they don't bring that stuff up. But he Stoops Stoops is notorious for stuff like that, though. He's 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 known for that. He really did. He played and wanted to give Brad the proper, you know, um, best yeah. DC in the SEC. You know. So how did I know one thing that happened? How did yesterday, I know? How did I know you was gonna bring this up? <laughs> so <laughs> one thing that happened yesterday in the SEC media day was the officials announced that they are changing the roughing the kicker. Um and this is basically designed after the Kentucky Missouri game yeah. where I'm it not was even bad it went over the punters and Goodfellow's head. And, and Goodfellow chased it down and kicked it, picked it up and kicked it and still got like a 40-yard kick out of it. But what he did, he got drilled, and they called a roughing the kicker on it because he was still inside the tackle box. Even though it was over his head, he was still inside the box. So they blew the whistle and threw the flag and called a roughing the kicker on it because they, they did blow him up. Matter of fact, they blew him up so bad that he got hurt on the play and didn't play the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but they are changing this call now where that won't be called again. They're changing it oh. where if the punter has to go five yards away from where he's starting, they will not call roughing the kick roughing the kicker anymore. So what do you think about that? It's I think it's necessary. It just knock out the rugby style kicks. Yeah. Goodbye to the rugby kicks. It kind of does. Yeah, so, yeah, it kind of does knock out the rugby style kicks. Yeah. And, and the running clock, I agree with that because these games take too long. You know, if you've ever been to a UK 
football game or anywhere, Alabama, Tennessee, the game is just so long. And then they have then they have the little referee that stands down there at the edge of the field and he waits on the TV. There's just so many commercials. T- like There's just so much going on. And it just takes forever. And I just think I think that's a big I think that's a big thing in college football. So I just I've always kind of liked that the clock stops in in college football after the first downs. Um, it's different from any of the other football. <coughs> Excuse me, I have to sneeze. <laughs> it's different from any of the other football. So it's going to take me a minute to get used to it. I think. But, you know, when you watch NFL, that's not the way it happens. So it's really not going to be that big of a deal, probably. Um, you know, so I, I am glad they are keeping it where it stops at the two minutes of each half. So, you, yeah, you know, these teams can still do their two-minute, two, you know, their two-minute offense and that kind of stuff, and the clock will stop. But I had to bring up the kicker stuff, John. We're talking about Kentucky yeah, tonight. And, and you know, and it happened. Actually, Goodfellow got he, – he got blown up so hard on that hurt. Yeah, bad. Yeah, it was pretty rough. So. Yeah, he got – and didn't play the year um, after that game. Um, I won't, All right, I won't guys, be so here tomorrow, tomorrow night. We'll, uh, I, I won't be here tomorrow night speaking of which, right. so. I'll be here with somebody. I don't. I'm not exactly sure who yet, yeah. but I'll be. I've got a few other guys that I can, um, you know, talk to and that kind of stuff. But I'll be here with somebody. And uh, tomorrow night is Ole Miss, South and Tennessee, and those three teams will finish up the SEC media days. So we'll have Lane Kiffin, Shane Beamer, and Josh Heupel tomorrow, and the players that they are bringing. Mm-hmm. So. Lane Kiffin in any media setting should be worth talking about. Um, he's always good when any kind of media setting Lane Kiffin is. Beamer's not bad himself. Mm-mm. And then you got Hypo. Um, and you got some sanctions to come out this week with Tennessee. I think we'll hear a little bit about some of that stuff tomorrow with Tennessee there. Um, so bring that up again tomorrow with the Tennessee deal. Um, and talk about some of these sanctions. Uh, and when we bring up Tennessee, I want to say this about the whole Tennessee thing. And everybody is talking a whole lot about Milton, Joe Milton, okay? And they should. Joe Milton, though, if Joe Milton was to struggle, Tennessee has the top quarterback five-star kid sitting there. Do you think there's a chance that we see the the five-star freshman come in and play this year if, if Milton struggles? I don't. What do you think? I think I think he might get in towards some mop-up time, but I think it's Joe Milton's to lose right now. So – I'd bring it up. Um, oh, you're good. But 
we will wrap up our show. We'll wrap up our show tonight. I appreciate everybody and, and everybody being on with us. And we will finish up our series tomorrow night, July 20th, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 Eastern. And we will finish up with these three teams on the screen for SEC Media Days. And then, right before we leave, I will say this. After tomorrow night, if I can get this to come up real quick. After tomorrow night, the next time you will see us on will be August 1st. And we will be doing our PAC-12 preview show. <clears throat> That'll be a two-night, August 1st. Each Tuesday night in August, bring you a different Power 5 conference preview show. We'll do some analysis, break down the schedule, and pick their regular season schedule and wins and losses. So our first one up, the Power 5 conference, Pac-12, on August 1st. John, you, you're going to prep for that one for, for me, right? Because you had, because if I remember correctly, All right, man. last year, if I remember correctly, last year you had all sorts of troubles last year. <laughs> What's that? And for what? Yeah, you you was you didn't really know how to pick it. You was just you you had no idea what really to say, and I had to kind of leave off you, and we had to help each other. I think. I think in the Pac-12, I picked Utah, I believe. Yeah, you did. I did, too. So. Yeah, I think I picked – wind up finishing second? I think they did, yeah. I think there's a new king in the in the horizon. Now, who was in the – There's a new guy in the horizon, and I think his name yeah, yeah. Is, is Lincoln, is we'll, Lincoln we'll Riley. We'll do the Pac-12 – Hey, the Pac-12. Looking at them, they got five or six. They got five or six legitimate teams in the Pac-12 this time. They do. They do. They really do. So it's going to be a fun one to do the Pac-12. Now, the bottom half, I'm not real. You got you got five or six legitimate teams, and you got Deion Sanders in Colorado that's trying to rise from the bottom. So the Pac-12 yeah. is actually going to be a fun one to cover. Um, August 1st. So we will do that with you first um, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. Hammonds will be on with me, and I'll have another one or two on, and at least one more. And and we will um, preview the Pac-12 tomorrow night. We're finishing up SEC Media Days. So y'all good night. We will see you tomorrow night to finish up Ole Miss, South Carolina, Carolina and Tennessee at Media Days. Have a good one.